Hello, welcome to the Pondering Theologian podcast. I am the host, Nathaniel. Uh, Today, I am going to give you some of my um, thoughts for a message that I'm giving this week um, during a Lenten service. Uh, For those that don't know, this is Lent in the Christian liturgical calendar. Um, We're getting into the second week now. Um, And the Lenten reading for today, March 9th, 2022, is Luke chapter 21, uh, verses 34 through chapter 22, verse 6. Um, And I will read that for y'all. All right. But watch yourselves, lest your hearts be weighed down with dissipation and drunkenness and cares of this life, and that day come upon you suddenly like a trap. For it will come upon all who dwell on the face of the earth. But stay awake at all times, praying that you may have strength to escape all these things that are going to take place, and stand before the Son of Man. And every day he was teaching in the temple. But at night he went out and lodged on the mount called Olivet. And early in the morning all the people came to him in the temple to hear him. Now the feast of unleavened bread drew near, which is called the Passover. And the chief priests and the scribes were seeking how to put him to death, for they feared the people. Then Satan entered into Judas, called Iscariot, who was with, uh, of the number of the twelve. He went away and conferred with the chief priests and officers how he might betray him to them, and they were glad and agreed to give him money. So he consented and sought an opportunity to betray him to them in the absence of a crowd. I recall many years ago, I was out with uh, my dad on one of his friend's properties. We were back a ways in some woods working on clearing out an area that was pretty overgrown. Uh, As a youth, I at times was a bit cocky. I loved the woods and I prided myself at that time of being super observant and having good internal compass. I was going on about something rather and I imagined at some point I made some smart remark. Uh, I roughly remember the gentleman saying to be careful or he'd have me Uh, he'd leave me out in the woods to find my own way out. Well, as it might shock you, as a cocky youth, I said I wasn't worried and I could do that anyway. The gentleman decided to call my bluff, and at the end of our project, he said I was to lead us out. Well, as a prideful person, I could not back down. I grabbed my bag of tools and proceeded to head in some direction. Though through 15 years of reflection now, I'm humble enough to tell you today I was without a lick of a clue of how to get out. And I picked a direction I was confident was not the wrong way and started walking. About 30 yards or so through the woods, I made a wrong turn. And the gentleman calmly asked me what way I was, or why I was going that way. Not yet ready to admit I was unsure how to get out, I quipped just checking to make sure you were paying attention. My dad, who was in the rear of the group, kindly pointed me in the correct direction. 
I got maybe another 30, 40 yards, and I again heard the gentleman whistle and gently ask me if I was sure that was the way out. I was running out of excuses, so I remarked that I must have missed the turn. I imagine now you can guess how the rest of the story goes. I made one more mistake, which the gentleman calmly called me out, and I had to admit I was lost, and I would like if he finished guiding us out. I learned that day that sometimes it's best to be humble and to walk with one who knows where you are and try not to push your way through. I also learned sometimes you have to apologize and admit you are wrong. So like I said, we're in the second week of Lent. Lent is this season that we often talk about uh, as Christians. It is the lead up to Easter the death and resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But what is the meaning of this 40-day period that is called Lent? Often I've heard people talk about Lent and what they're going to give up. Something like almost, uh, likened almost to New Year's resolution. I'm going to give up sweets. I'm going to cut out meat. I'm going to limit my coffee intake to one cup a day. All of these can be fine things, but why are you doing this? Is it simply a resolution that you cannot wait till Sunday for the cheat day, uh, as some do? Uh, Lent is meant to be a time of repentance, a time of reflection, of preparation for new life. This past Sunday in the Lenten lectionary was the story in Luke chapter 4, verses 1 through 3. I'm not going to read it uh, as I did Luke 21, 22. I encourage you to go look at it. Um, the, the, the sum of it is this story tells what happened after Jesus' baptism. Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness where he was tempted. It says he ate nothing and was famished at the end. And at the conclusion of his journey into the wilderness, Jesus starts his ministry. Uh, as I said, this period is a time of repentance, reflection, and preparation. This is a time for us to follow the lead of Jesus and wander a little. I don't mean wander away now, what, which is human nature to do. I mean explore your faith. The, this time of repentance is not a time for reflecting and dwelling in shame. Often... Uh, people associate repentance with shame, and it, it, it's not meant to be a shameful putting down exercise or period. We have all sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Uh, that is, is a certain and biblical fact, but this is not a time for us to relive those regret regrettable decisions and to live through it in shame. Repentance, true repentance, means that you acknowledge that you're imperfect, you messed up, and then you do something different. You change. After that experience where my pride showed how foolish and arrogant I was, I was never in the woods again without a compass. I never followed someone into the woods again without paying attention to landmarks, keeping a pace count, uh, checking what the navigation was when I left, a starting point, 
I had to come to terms with my own downfall and change if I ever wanted to redeem myself and show that I was not someone who was self-absorbed and caught up in my exterior and, and caught up in the, the rest of the world. I had to internalize, evaluate myself and change. So as we are in this time of Lent, a time to reflect on what you have done this past year, what bad habits you've taken on, the gossip you partake in, cutting people off on the road, arguing about what color the tablecloth should be, those darn kids, those liberals, those conservatives, that other church in town, those whomever and whatever. Whatever it is, are you Christ-centered in your actions? Are you actually following Christ as he moves towards Easter? As Jesus teaches how to live new lives as redeemed and saved children of God, what are you doing different? Jesus Christ, God incarnate, came into the world by way of the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary on Christmas. He grew up like you and I in the hardships of the world in a place that wanted him dead from the moment it knew he was coming. He then was baptized, accepted the Holy Spirit, was tempted, and lived a life of love, caring, and mission to reach the accepted and the damned of the world. He, being perfectly God and perfectly human, then died for you. Right now, as we are walking through this 40 days to the cross, are you walking with Jesus? Are you reflecting on your life? Are you asking those pesky questions? As long as I have had consciousness um, uh, that I can remember, I've been aware of those WWJD bracelets and heard it said often. But even though we say it, we wear it, we see it, are we asking if this aligns with what Jesus said it did? It, you know, everyone, Jesus loves you and there's nothing that you can do about that. The Christian faith does, though, require a decision. The decision is, is this, will you follow Jesus? Will you follow Jesus through the wilderness, through the towns and the cities, to the cross? Not half-heartedly, but wholeheartedly. Are you willing to show love to your neighbor, even when it is inconvenient or when it is sticky and rough? Or are you Judas? in this text for today. Appearing as the rest of the disciples, dedicated to Jesus, uh, in appearance, but not fully committing. In not following Jesus wholeheartedly, are you opening your heart, as, Jesus, as Judas did, for something counter to the message of Jesus? I'm not calling anyone, you know, a Judas now. I'm simply asking you to reflect on the manner by which you commit yourselves to your faith. Judas followed Jesus closely. One might argue more closely than even some of us now. But there was something that was not wholehearted in that following. The door was left open for Satan to enter Judas' heart and mind. And in that moment of hesitation, in that decision to be undecidedly fully committed, Judas would betray Jesus for earthly gain, and, and for that, endangered his soul. 
I challenge you as you finish out this week and as we lead up to, to Easter, as you, you know, go to and from your homes, your houses of worship, to and fro, to examine your hearts, your lives, your actions. Are you following Jesus? Or are you going through some motions? Once you've examined these, I challenge you to repent of the ways counter to Jesus. Repent, change, and follow Jesus. That's uh, where I'm going to cut it for today. I appreciate all of you listening, and I invite you to send me your thoughts, your comments, if you disagree with me. You know, what, what do you disagree upon? Let's have a conversation. You can email me at the uh, at ponderingtheologian at gmail.com, all one word, or you can go over to Instagram at ponderingtheologian and interact with me over there. Thanks for listening. I hope you're doing well. And have a good day.